You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is our number two of The Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. You know, I don't talk a lot about social media, uh, but if you do want to follow me on social media... Uh, just go to Rob Carson's show. All right, Rob Carson's show. It is um, uh, on uh, on the Twitter, uh, which is now the X on uh, Instagram. Instagram, Rob Carson show. And I put up a lot of videos there, a lot of short videos there. Uh, but just look up Rob Carson's show. Here's one that I did this morning because I, uh, I woke up exceedingly early. I, I was up at 4 o'clock this morning. And there's that point in the middle of the night where you're kind of like, eh, do I stay up? Do I try to sleep? Or do I sit here? And I said, screw it. I'm going to get up. So I got up and I was reading this story because uh, a bunch of UK hospitals have gotten together and they're saying that uh, men who claim to be women who are uh, taking hormones to make you lactate, well, the milk that those men produce is perfectly safe for babies. It's as safe for babies as mother's milk, which is um, an abomination. It's an unholy abomination. It is. It's an unholy Abomination! It is an insult to women, a, a worse than even men competing with women and, and destroying their careers. To be able to say, oh yeah, uh, there's a guy there who doesn't have a womb, but we're going to give him enough hormones, juice his hormones to where he starts lactating, something that was left behind, uh, uh, you know, centuries ago, uh, uh, you know, whatever the hell, and, and we're going to feed that to babies. So I, I did this. I did this this morning because you know what I got here? I got uh, live experience. And I have common sense and research. So this is what I put on the uh, on the interweb this morning. Hey guys, it's me. Just getting ready to do the radio show, and I couldn't help but notice there was an article coming from uh, across the pond about uh, trans women given hormones to produce milk, and that milk is as healthy for a baby as mother's milk. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a suggestion for those who believe that. How about dairy farmers give bulls massive amounts of hormones to produce milk and sell that in grocery stores? Huh? How do you suppose that would uh, that would go over? Not so well. Yeah, this is an insult to women and an insult to motherhood. Yeah, it is. And that's what uh, I put up on, uh, on Instagram and on uh, <clears throat> Twitter this morning and all that. Just uh, go to Rob Carson's show. If you want to check that out. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Tell all you, uh, you know, you guys who go to Whole Foods and you buy your tabbouleh and your field greens. And, you know, you spend $42 for a pound of salmon that you can get at Walmart for eight ninety nine on sale. <laughs> get your bull milk. <laughs> Remember that, that line from Meet the Fockers? That ter- Fockers, by the way. Uh, Robert De Niro, that ter- terrible movie that, that everybody said was so funny. And, uh, and Robert De Niro sitting there, and he goes, uh, I've got nibbles. Can you milk me? <laughs> Enjoy your bull milk. And by the way, uh, go ahead and try and milk a bull right now if you want to. You're going to get one of two reactions. You're going to get an enormously happy bull, or you're going to get a really pissed off bull. <laughs> See, there's only one nipple here. There's only one teat here. Anyway... <laughs> Kamala Harris reportedly working to fix the Biden campaign strategy nine months from Election Day. (laughs) CNN. 
uh, story. Harris, whose favorability rating is worse than Joe Biden's, appears to be positioning her, herself as an alternative if he decides not to run for a re-election before the Democrat National Convention. Now, uh, she's positioning herself. He, the uh, position she held the longest uh, is horizontal, but uh, now she's been the vice president for three years, so that's kind of rivaling her. Anyway, so she's positioning herself. And, uh, and uh, the convention uh, is only the only feasible route for Harris to, uh, to replace Biden. Biden must voluntarily step aside before the Democrat National Convention. Democrats, uh, delegates nominate a new candidate at the convention, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, this morning I was on with Jack Heath at uh, Benny Media, glorious, glorious affiliate stations in uh, New Hampshire. And he said, well, what do you think you're going to do? What do you think they're going to do? They're going to do the Gavin Newsom or are they going to do it? I said, I, said, I don't know because I don't think evil. I don't think evil. I get blindsided by this stuff because I can't sit here and rub my hands together and go, here's what we'll do. <laughs> we'll go after Donald Trump. <laughs> and we'll get a judge. <laughs> and we'll go and meet at the White House three times with all these other with all these other AGs and we'll come up with uh, dummied up charges and all that. We won't even care how corrupt they are. But <laughs> we'll do that. So I'm always blindsided. I don't think evil. But the people in power of the Democrat Party do. They think evil 24-7. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I don't even know we're going to have the bloody election, to be quite honest. You know, they keep talking about this, uh, what is this, Black Swan event or whatever. Who who knows? What, the southern border's open right now. Chinese uh, uh, Chinese nationals coming across the southern border by the tens of thousands, legions of them. What the hell you think's going to happen? You think we're going to have a normal election this year? Well, you think we're going to have a normal year this year? Are you out of your nut? Look what the hell's happening. Pay attention. We're already knee-deep in it. You know, I said a couple years ago, it's going to get really weird. We are knee deep in it. We've got World War III on the horizon with Russia. We've got uh, the Middle East collapsing because uh, we have an administration that dithers on its support for Israel. Israel needs to go in and just crush Hamas and its supporters to powder. Evacuate the innocent. Raise Gaza. And that's what they're doing. And I'm talking about R-A-Z-E, Gaza. We find out that they're, they're embedded in hospitals. And the IDF has swept through these hospitals. And they found the meds meant for the hostages they never opened. Which means one of two things. A, they don't care about the hostages. Or B, the hostages are already dead. Why are we not hearing anything about the uh, eight American hostages or ten American hostages that are being held and tortured and raped right now? Now going on four months. What do you think is going to happen this year? Back to Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. person uh, who attended uh, a meeting at CNN about the general state of anxiety in Democrat circles uh, said the bedwetting complaints are running thin with people. The West Wing and the campaign need to do better. But uh, Kamala Harris is going to step right up and step right in. It's hard to be less popular than someone with severe dementia. Right? Isn't it? It's kind of hard to be uh, less popular than a than a filthy old man who's a crook, who sniffs little girl's hair, who's a creep, and uh, and also has a pretty much I'm thinking close to advanced dementia. But she manages to do it by saying stuff like this. Culture is it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And 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 present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. Oh boy. And and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy because you know it comes in the morning. 
<laughs> we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. You guys are so screwed. <laughs> You're so screwed. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, oh this is kind of this is a sign of the times. Um, Fort Worth, Texas Girl Scout troop were robbed earlier this month while selling Girl Scout cookies out in front of Walmart. Did you notice that? Like a week ago, every Walmart in the, in the entire country, there are Girl Scouts out there uh, selling cookies because they don't do door-to-door sales anymore because, you know, uh, crime and stuff, and it would be insane. <laughs> Remember the little red wagon? Hey, go down the street, talk by Mrs. Wilson's house. Well, now, uh, apparently, Mrs. Wilson's house is, uh, there's a squatter family in there from Venezuela, so you might wanna, not want to try to sell them cookies. <clears throat> Police say at about 2 o'clock February the 11th, the suspect walked past the Girl Scout cookie stand located at the entrance of the Walmart on Clifford Street. As he walked by, he reached behind the table, grabbed the bag that contained the earnings for the day, ran to the parking lot. That's America today. That's Joe Biden's America today. If that would have happened uh, where I live, and I bleep you not, uh, that person would have gotten the biggest beat down by about eight people in three seconds, like they did the Kansas City shooters at the parade, at the big uh, celebration of the Kansas City Super Bowl win. No, they've arrested two people, and they're refusing to name the two, uh, the two uh, minors. It's weird because they didn't have any problem announcing Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, name or the Cove Kids. You know, uh, it's kind of weird that way. Uh. Oh, um, here is Donald Trump last night talking about Joe Biden's brain. Culture is... Uh, no, that's, uh, that's somebody who has uh, even fewer brains than Joe Biden, even with dementia. Uh, here is Donald Trump last night. Did a town hall, by the way, on Fox. They'll have huge ratings because of it. Uh, talking about Joe Biden's brain. Well, he's, uh, he's declined, and there's no question about it, but yeah, he no was kidding. always sort of semi-declined. If you go back 25 years, <laughs> no, but he was not one of the smarter people. He's tried to be president many times, four times at least that they know of. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when he's most diminished, this is when he hit, and he, he did it. But... Uh, uh, if you look at me, I feel, and I really mean this, and I would tell you, I, and I think you tell me too, because we've known each other a long time. If I was, if I felt diminished, okay, let's use a nice term. If I felt diminished, diminished or declined in any, any way, I think I'd know it. And I think I'd say, I'm not running. Somebody should talk to him. But if he runs, he runs. Donald Trump is uh, so focused and, and the left is trying to say, oh, it's age, and Donald Trump's nearly the same age, and everybody knows that Donald Trump is sharp. You know, the view cast don't, but I, I watch the guy. Could you imagine his schedule? Could you imagine? When is the last time you said, eh, Donald Trump's on vacation? Never. Never. He flies from appearance to appearance to appearance, and then he has to go to damn stinking court proceedings that are bullcrap, where he is uh, fined uh, tens of hundreds of millions of dollars, and he gets back up, he dusts himself off, and he goes out and does an hour and a half speech in front of a crowd, and he blows them away. Please, we're not stupid. But Nikki Haley, she's, you know, she's uh, playing that, you know, because she has put her personal presidential ambitions ahead of watching a fellow Republican being destroyed or attempted to be destroyed by the uh, the weaponized DOJ. And that's fine. It's her decision. It's her decision. Last night, she was uh, she was on the TNV. I've got her juxtaposed with uh, Donald Trump here. Uh, first, uh, Nikki Haley saying, despite uh, polling at 30 points less than Donald Trump in her home state, she's staying in it. Some of you, perhaps a few of you in the media, came here today 
to see if I'm dropping out of the race. How ridiculous. I mean, just because all 99 counties in Iowa voted for Trump and and Donald Trump won in New Hampshire, uh, the the largest number of votes in uh, New Hampshire history, including Democrats, and swept both states for the first time in 50 years. But other than that, I ain't going nowhere. Well, I'm not. Far from it. And I'm here to tell you why. I'm running for president because we have a country to save. I feel no need to kiss the ring. I have no fear of Trump's retribution. She's down by 30, 35 points, and everybody knows her. You're not supposed to lose your home state. Shouldn't happen anyway, and she's losing it. Why do you think she's staying in the race? Um, I don't think she knows how to get out, actually. Uh, I really don't. She did terribly in New Hampshire. She got mo- the only vote she but got she has was from Democrats. a lot of money Democrats. behind her. What do they think they're Well, they're out? trying to hurt me because of the general election. So the Democrats are giving her money and she's playing into the game. And I think she just can't get she just can't get herself to get out. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. I, you know, if you vote for Nikki Haley, that's your business. I don't care. I, I, I have my opinion of Nikki Haley. I don't dislike her as a person. You know, I, I just. A lot of times I, you, you, you shouldn't say bad things about Nikki Haley. I'm not. I'm just, I'm telling you how I feel about her chances, et cetera. There you go. That's all. That's all. Former chief strategist for the Bush-Cheney 2004 presidential campaign, which I regret voting twice, Matthew, da- we had no choice. Uh, Matthew Dowd said Tuesday on uh, Katie Turr reports that the new Republican Party is reflected best by former President Donald Trump. On Nikki Haley's presidential campaign, Dowd said, well, she's running in the wrong party. I mean, that's the problem she has. It's like the Republican Party that she's running from and appealing to no longer exists. And it's amazing to me, maybe she's realized that and she thinks uh, going through this process will somehow get her to the other side and then she'll be available. You can't win the Republican nomination by losing Republicans by 40 or 50 points. And she's going to lose among Republicans, uh, voters in South Carolina. I think she has to come to the realization, which people like Mitt Romney came to and other Republicans have come to, is that the Republican Party that they once knew is no longer the Republican Party of today. You know why that is? Because for the first time in 50 years, with the exception of Ronald Reagan, Donald Trump went to Washington, D.C. as a Republican and did what he said he was going to do. What has the Republican Party done for the country in the last 50 years after Ronald Reagan, other than get us into wars and debt and and nothing got fixed? There you go. That's the reason. That's all. I used to call them the old guard GOP. It's the Bush-era GOP. And they're dead. They are. I've been saying that for mm, a couple years now. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. The Rob Carson Show podcast is everywhere. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen for details. Uh, I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, My revenge will be success. There you go. That is Donald Trump last night in a town hall uh, in South Carolina because, you know, the uh, primary is coming up and Nikki Haley is behind by 30 points in her home state. Hey, uh, uh, what else did he talk about? Like, oh, 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 VP candidates. Here's what he said about VP candidates. He was talking to Laura Ingram, by the way, last night. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. He's made a big splash. Yeah. Ron DeSantis, who's made in, making an appearance today yeah. in South Carolina, we just found out. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Interesting. 
um, are, and Christy Nome as well, I should say, right. are, are, are they all on your short list, and when can you... Okay, there you go. And uh, he said, you know, it's really not about the VP. And, and honestly, really, right? It isn't. <laughs> it isn't this year. Uh, you know, I kind of like uh, Christy Nome. Um, you know, I like to say in Washington, D.C., the, uh, the only people on Capitol Hill with balls are the ones who uh, are born without them, apparently. <clears throat> Which leads me to my next story. Lab-grown testicles created a male fertility great breakthrough. Yeah, they did. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is out of Israel. Uh, scientists have successfully grown working testicles in a dish. I think that'd be like cup of soup. You get to get back at the grocery store. Hey, honey, do we need some testicles in a dish? Just add hot water. Uh, they'll replace the ones of mine that you keep in the drawer. Yeah, since we got married. Yeah. Anyway, so testicles in a dish uh, that could solve uh, 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 male fertility, which affects one in ten uh, men worldwide. Researchers at Barland University introduced uh, produced tiny organoids, artificial miniature organs. Some of us already have those <clears throat> that closely mimic the structure and function of natural testicles. <laughs> this is perfect for Democrat men. Oh, my God, this is fantastic. Oh, Nathan Wade will finally get his balls back. That is fantastic. Oh, my God. These, uh, these uh, lab-grown organs cultured from cells sampled from mouse testes. Now, your kids will have gray hair prematurely uh, with these testicles, and they will like cheese. But other than that, they will work. They will work. They will work fantastically. Formed small tubules that parallel the sperm-producing seminiferous tubules. That's what they are. They're seminiferous tubules. So there you go. Lamp-grown testes. There you go. Testes. Testes. Is this thing on? Is this... Here we go with the sense of humor of a of a 14-year-old boy. This is Andrew Yang. He's a Democrat talking about this year's elections and how Democrats are already screwed. What I say to people is that there are three decision makers in this drama. There's Joe Biden, there's his wife Jill, and then there's uh, Joe's hand-picked head of the DNC. Did somebody give him lab-grown testes? See Jamie Harrison. Mm -hmm. That's it. They tried to reorder the states. They demoted New Hampshire, oh, yeah, told all of the other candidates in waiting, yeah. Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer, J.B. Pritzker, wait until 28 or yeah. we will shiv you. The, the Democrats <laughs> have canceled all debates. They've literally canceled primaries oh, yeah. in Florida and mm -hmm. North Carolina. It seems to be that everyone's gotten together and said this will be our attack line is that democracy is under threat. You agree with that? It would be much more com convincing if you had primaries and debates yeah. <laughs> and, and we're trying to... Yeah, both both to parties are being democratic. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, democratic doesn't mean you have no choice but to vote for us. I mean, yeah. that's not what it means. But do you think it's the institutionalists versus the authoritarians? Is that kind of how you see this? Ooh, that sounds I, I see it as the institutionalists versus the anti-institutionalists. Yeah. Um, it's us versus them. Who said that a little while ago on the show? Yeah, this guy right here. This guy right here. Woo! And I don't even have lab-grown testes. Mine are in a locked drawer on my wife's side of the bed, and they have been for years. They have to blow the dust off of those things. All right, so coming up, Chris Markowski, the watchdog on Wall Street. I cannot wait to hear what he has to say about Letitia James and Judge Ingeron and Kathy Hochul in New York City. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere.
Coming up, Chris Markowski, the watchdog on Wall Street. I want to get his thoughts on Letitia James and Kathy Hochul and judging Ingeron. Uh, you know, a lot of times when I make a good steak, I do a horseradish whip on the side. It's not what you think, Hunter. Uh, it's what you do is you take horseradish, you mix it with a little bit of sour cream, salt, pepper, uh, and you, uh, you keep it on the side if you want to dip your little steak into it. It's quite delicious. Uh, the other night I found something new to go with the Omaha steaks that I made. Had some nice uh, Omaha steaks, sirloins that I made for the kids and everything. And uh, it was the night before last. I took a little bit of balsamic, a little bit of, uh, of uh, soy sauce, weird, a little bit of uh, olive oil and uh, shallots. And then a little brown sugar. I know it sounds really weird, <clears throat> but it comes this, it, it almost comes a syrupy, beautiful, and I'll do a little dip, just a little dip. Balsamic soy brown sugar. That's all you need to know. And shallots. Right now, the Omaha Steak semi-annual sale is here. You've been waiting forever? Sit down for this. 50% off site-wide. 50% off. Half off. Everything on the site. And with your qualifying order, eight free Omaha Steaks burgers on select packages. How does that sound Oh, my goodness. OmahaSteaks.com slash Carson is the code if you want 50% off. And then with qualifying orders, you get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. The two things that I just mentioned on a burger? Are you kidding me? Endless flavor, endless value, incredible entree, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and more. When you get an Omaha Steaks box, uh, when it's delivered to your home, it is like Christmas all over again, and now it's 50% off. Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale. Write it down. Leave a note. If you, you, you know, like, Hey, honey, uh, did you know that Rob Carson was talking about this? Yeah, omahasteaks.com slash Carson, 50% off with qualifying orders. Eight free Omaha Steaks burgers on select packages. omahasteaks.com slash Carson, omahasteaks.com slash Carson. Chris Markowski, the watchdog on Wall Street. Uh, we've been talking for uh, for a while now about uh, New York State, and, and now Chris is just waiting for the kids to grow up so he can get the hell out of here, uh, out of there. But, Chris, i got to tell you, after this ruling against Donald Trump, I'm sure you want to stay there as a businessman, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, um, it's, you know, without a doubt, I, I've never seen anything like this. At least I, I, I'm not involved in, in real estate. I, I can't live in in that world because it can. It's a kind of a, you know, pretend and, and pump up world. And you know, my value, my property is worth X. And I, I, I mean, I saw this case when it first came out. I almost thought it was a bit of a joke. I'm like, isn't this what real estate people do? Is they say their property is worth something and then they borrow against it and then the bank checks and sees what you know they feel it's going to be worth i mean i i get it some of the the documents weren't you know accurate and you probably should have done a better job but this type of a ruling is uh is patently absurd and it's just it's just adding more fuel to the fire in regards to the mass exodus uh that is the state of new york and other left of center states whether it be california and illinois you know, the funny thing is Donald Trump was doing this stuff for a long time uh, here in this state. But this back when he was, you know, cozying up to uh, a lot of the people on the left and he was a regular on MSNBC and all these things. It's almost like I'm saying you got to get your mind right here if you want to do business in the state of New York. Well, you know, it is uh, interesting because Kathy Hochul admitted it was a political hit job the other day because she said, oh, no, we got Donald Trump, but don't worry about it. But here's the thing. When Democrats get in their head that, wait a minute, wait a minute, we took Donald Trump for $400 million? Uh, I think we have a way to get money out of these millionaires and billionaires we've been bitching about forever. And we don't even have to pass a tax. We can just go after them. And, and you tell me, Chris, uh, in the world of, say, for instance, investing, 
The paper trail with regard to investing, even if you are a uh, a scrupulous uh, investor or trader, there's something that could be found in the paper trail of your history that the government could go, ooh, ooh, we can get them on this if well, you reason- fall out of favor politically, right? Well, there's, there's a reason why the tax code is 80,000 plus pages long and the federal registry is hundreds of thousands of pages long. I mean, we all, you know... <laughs> You know, you take a look at this, you know, the IRS is basically comes in and audits you. It's, it's basically a negotiation. Uh, oh, you didn't dot that I or cross that T. I mean, I have to deal with the Securities and Exchange Commission in regards to my business. And we do everything on the up and up. But, uh, you know, could they find that I maybe put a piece of paper in a wrong file somewhere and want to find me? Probably, um, if they wanted to. And that's part of the regulatory state when the, uh, you've got judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, you know, based uh, upon all of these acronym agencies. Now, you know, if the, the state decides to start doing stuff like this, it, it'll it'll be a mass. I mean, it's already been an exodus, but it will be a mass exodus out uh, of these places. I mean, right now, commercial real estate in Manhattan is beyond a disaster. It's falling apart. Prime piece of real estate that was supposed to be developed into a brand new uh, state-of-the-art office complex right across from Penn Station. They're turning it into tennis courts. Because they know that there's no market anymore. They can't fill these spots. So it's, it's bad and it's getting worse. Well, I, I think this is beyond politics, honestly, because when uh, when you are a successful business person, of course you've got to uh, you've got to appeal to both parties. You've got to you've got to uh, be buddy buddy with a lot of people. But I think that people who do business uh, think mostly about making money, obviously. Uh, and and they see this as uh, uh, Donald Trump as a customer, uh, Donald Trump who is a, a reputable person, Donald Trump as a man who changed the New York skyline, Donald Trump who who did so much good for New York, like like Rudy Giuliani who's been destroyed by the uh, by the radical left in New York City, and and I think those people who are who are non political are just going to look at this as wow, you just killed a great customer. You just destroyed somebody that we enjoyed doing business with. We made a lot of money off of, and that could happen to anybody now. So what's the point in staying? What's the point? There's no no point, and this is one of the things that drives me absolutely berserk about this this country. I I mean, again, I'm biased. I said the majority of my clients are business owners, small business owners all over the country, all, you know, 50 states. You know, I don't care. Uh, you got, we've got accountants. We've got doctors. We've got lawyers. We've got plumbers. We've got restaurant owners. And to me, these are the true heroes uh, of this country. These are the people that go out and put their capital at risk and bust their butt every single day and hire people and create jobs all over the country. You know, it drives me nuts. Oh, I'm going to go work at a nonprofit when I get out of college. Why don't you do something useful and start a business and actually employ people and help people put food on the table? These are the true heroes of this country. This is what's made this country work. You're going to attack business here in the United States, which is becoming uh, in vogue uh, in many parts uh, of the country at this point in time. Fine. Okay. You know what? Turn all of these. Again, we live in a big country. You know, we do. I I could care less if New York wants to go socialist or California wants to go socialist. My house is under construction right now in Tampa. I'm I'm out here for about six months. (laughs) Nice. Nice. How many bedrooms? What do we got here? Uh, Give me some stats here, my friend. I want to hear this because, you know, I watch a lot of HGTV. So, you know, I'm all about that home stuff, you know. (laughs) 
Oh, no, wait, are you, are you building the house with your wife, and are you having to go through all that crap where she says, well, I want these door poles for the kitchen. Is, that, is, is the minutia kind of like wedding planning for you? Is it that bad? Uh, you know, listen, uh, my wife is the CEO of the house. I am the CFO. <laughs> It's just how it goes. And, you know, I, I accepted that, you know, 20-some-odd years ago when I got married. Dude, I got to tell you, I remember when we were planning the wedding. Uh, men have no say in the wedding. That's all there is to it. There's no say. And, and when it comes to building a house, I can't even imagine. Because I'd be like, I don't care what door pulls we have. I don't care what sort of shower door we have. And, and, and you know, she'll draw you into it. It's like, well, why don't you care? You don't care about our home? This is going to be our house for the rest of our life. I'm like, you know, I'm out. I'm so out, dude. I'm so out. Right now, my wife wants to replace the doors in the house with solid wood doors. Because, you know, I got a radio show in here and she can hear me and, and and she's like asking me for advice on the solid doors i'm like like i have a say i mean well, thank you, you for throwing you me that I bone got, I, i've got strategy when, when it comes to this. let me tell you what i do with stuff like that again you know i, I can't what are you gonna do in the bathroom and the all that stuff i take over certain parts of the house like okay, the okay. outdoor grill oh yes okay the gym in the house and i dave i got you i'll take care of this stuff you got all the rest so you're yes. participating, but you're participating in things you want to participate in. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though, for people who, and, and listen, uh, okay, say so I grew up in Iowa. <clears throat> Iowa's a great place to grow up. It's not my vibe. I, I, I needed to live near more history and water and stuff, and I, and I moved to the East Coast. Then I moved back to Kansas City. <laughs> Way to go, Rob. Uh, but but um, and nothing wrong with Kansas City. I mean, you know, I, I like history. I like the East Coast. I like the ocean, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, and, and, I, and I like the, the big city. Um, but, but New York, you know, you're from New York. New York is a beautiful state. A lot of people don't realize it's very agrarian outside of the uh, the population centers it's, you know it's the finger lakes and all it's a it's a lovely 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 state don't get me wrong winters are terrible but but honestly is this enough for people to say you know i don't need this anymore you know even if you grew up there it's like i i'm just i can't do this anymore <clears throat> it's not worth paying the taxes it's not worth the the regulatory environment we saw remington firearms is leaving new york after 200 years in business I mean, what is going to be left, bro? What is going to be left in New York? Yeah, that, that, that factory is just west of where I grew up uh, in upstate New York. Uh, actually, on the way to, you know, I, I mean, on the way out to, to Syracuse where I went to school. Um, but, yeah, I mean, well, this, has been, this has been the trend. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, the government tries to sweep in and try to replace it with central planning. So they talk about this, you know, the CHIPS Act, which is an absolute joke. Okay? It is an absolute joke. This is going to be a massive you know, tens of billions of dollar boondoggle. They decide they're going to put a micron, you know, microchip factory outside of Syracuse, New York, not understanding the logistics and the electricity that's going to be involved and the pipes that need to run from Lake Ontario. They, they announced that 18 months ago. Nothing has been done. They've I know. got to get through environmental regulations. Then, then they, they in, in Arizona, Taiwan semiconductors, like, you know, they're trying to weasel their way out of it out there simply because they're forcing uh, union workers, and anytime you get a complete union shop job, they're going to try to extend it as long as possible, as we all know. And this is why, you know, it took uh, 70 years to do the Second Avenue subway in New York City. Yeah. And, you know, these companies are going to get it out, and they're going to say, you know what? We're not going to do it. And yeah. we're going to spend, like, like we do, with the, you know, with the, you know, what was it, the uh, American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of yeah. Obama and all these other yeah. things. It's just going to be flushing money down the toilet. And, and, you know, why do we need to give billions of dollars to profitable companies, to, you know, so politicians can go out there with a golden shovel and say, look, we did something.
And you know what? It's really funny. Despite the billions and millions and billions of dollars, trillions of dollars we pump into this nonsense, it never succeeds, Chris. I mean, we had billions and billions and billions, trillions of dollars pumped into this green energy nonsense. The American people don't want those EVs. They're, they're pieces of crap. Uh, sorry. I mean, they're commuter cars. They're golf carts. Uh, that's it. That's all they will ever be. You can drive drive your little car down to Whole Foods to get your tabbouleh. But honestly, no pickup truck or tractor trailer is ever going to be electric. Well, you, I, I've got ab- this is absolute proof. I'm the whole green idea is an absolute farce BS. It's, it's, I will explain to it. It's just based upon money. Right now, China makes EVs for $15,000. You can pick one up. $15,000. If it was such an existential threat, if we were all going to die, if we don't drive these EVs, why wouldn't we be selling these $15,000 you know, EVs here in the United States? If you were dying and drowning, would you not take a Chinese life preserver to get you out of the damn water? Yeah. I mean, it, it is such BS. The entire thing is a joke, and it's handouts and giveaways, and it's falling apart. Right before our very eyes. Yeah, and Chris, and, again, and, and, and Chris, you know, you grew up probably the same time I did, the 70s and 80s, and you recall the, the Native American, that PSA, when he's uh, crying on the side of the road and he sees the garbage there and, and how the smog, New York City used to be smog central, L.A. used to be smog central, the air has never been cleaner, the water has never been cleaner, unless you live in a Democrat enclave like Flint, Michigan. But it's all bull crap. We, the industry has responded by making itself cleaner because that's what people want. And then they do stupid crap like the, the garbage, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the sacks, the plastic sacks in New York, and they're starting to charge 10 cents or a dollar for the damn things, forgetting the fact that your Dawn dishwashing liquid and your milk and your cereal comes in plastic bags. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, man. It's just stupid. <laughs> Uh, absolute racket. I mean, to actually think that, you know, something like this would be possible. I mean, I, you know, listen, I, I think that there's a place for EVs as a, you know, a second car. If the price is right, you want to take the kids to school and pick up groceries, you plug it in at night. But for yeah. most people, it's, it's just not logical. And again, think about the amount of electric lines. How would you ever make that happen in a city like New York with apartment buildings and parking on the street and parking garages? You have to work. basically dig up the entire city. I hey, Chris, Chris, before we go here, you're moving to Florida here in six months. My fantasy, and this makes this is going to make me sound old and everything, but I want to live in a community where I can have a, one of those really cool-looking golf carts that you can just ride down in the neighbor's house. And, and go, Are you going to get a golf cart? You can do that in the city of Tampa. You can actually oh, yeah. do that there, where I am. You can actually do that. But I'm, gonna, I'm probably more of a bicycle guy. I'll probably, you know, my brother lives in Tampa. He takes his bike, rides his bike to the hockey game. You can ride your bike to the football game. Everything's yeah. easy. You know what? I, my producer, Ken, he got one of those electric uh, mountain bikes like I got, but he figured out how to turn the governor off on it, and he can go 50 miles an hour without pedaling. <laughs> so you could do <laughs> Hey, Chris, uh, glad to talk to you, bro. I really do appreciate it. Uh, WatchdogOnWallStreet.com, WatchdogOnWallStreet.com. Anywhere else that people can find you, sir? No, right there. Perfect spot. All right, bro. Uh, Have a glorious week. Nice to talk to you. We'll talk again soon. This is the Rob Carson Show. Yep. Hey, guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. 
Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z from anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, TWC dot health slash Carson today and order that's TWC health slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10% Joe Biden's bro Jim who's uh, crooked as the day is long is appearing uh, behind closed doors with Congress today to answer questions here he is walking in Mr. Biden is your brother mentally confident to be president of the United States did Hunter smoke crack at the White House? <laughs> he walked right in. It's fantastic. <laughs> Man, you know, we, we did this uh, this trucker's anthem because there are truckers going to boycott uh, New York because, uh, you know, this obscene verdict by a crooked uh, judge uh, and Letitia James and all that. And I, and I posted the video. It's on uh, Rumble at Rob Carson's show. And the vitriol from the left, you know you've hit your target when you, I mean, they are being just, it's like these truckers all on air. They're on these. Find the post here of the. Uh, and by the way, if you want to hear the song and see the video for it, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, Rob Carson's show on uh, on uh, Twitter or Instagram or uh, or on uh, all the other social media places. So um, <clears throat> anyway, I posted the video and uh, let me see. I'll see if I can find a couple of the uh, responses from people because they're obscene. Uh, let's see. Um, do 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 do. Uh, hold on one second. I almost got it here. These dip bleeps fee. No, another dip bleep trucker whining. To which I responded, "Those dip bleeps feed your pathetic bleep." Uh, let me see here. Are these uh, guys grifting like the ones in the 700k border convoy or the DC circle bleep from 2022? You know you've hit a target. When uh, when they start reacting like that, and so we're going to go ahead and play our new Truckers Convoy theme song from Mr. Jim Gossett, video by Frank Marchant. Yeah, Breaker One Nine, this here's the Mega Duck. You got a copy on me, Big Pen? Come on. Yeah, we're making this little detour past the Big Apple, if you know what I yeah, mean, too, buddy. Nope. Yeah, we definitely got the front door. Mercy's sakes alive. Looks like we got us a Trump convoy. <laughs> Truck drivers are mad because it's really sad what New York did to Trump. This is tight. So we got together, hell bent for leather, and vowed to stay out of that dump. Wow. New York will never see my rig. I'm staying out of that town. It's a safe bet that we won't go back till Letitia James goes down. We got a great big convoy joining our boycott. New York City will never see anything we got. Hey! Come on and join our convoy. Let's make New York pay. We won't drive our truck there. We're gonna stay away. Convoy. We'll catch you on the flip-flop, Big Ben. This here is a maggot duck. Over and out. Now, uh, a lot of you don't know, you Gen Zers, you don't know why this is really relevant. When I was a little boy in the 1970s, for some reason, America made truckers folk heroes. 
And it was gigantic. My mom and dad, they bought a, a base unit for the house, CBs in each car. Everybody knew the language of truckers. 10-100 means go to the bathroom. 10-4 means over and out and all that. And it was really big. It was really big. You know why? Because truckers do a job that most of us wouldn't want to do. And the reason why you live in a house and you have a phone and you have groceries is because of them. That's it. So that's why it's kind of a big deal to Gen X, uh, you know, you boomers and whatnot, because uh, we lived through it. So I wanted you to know that. Anyway, uh, go to uh, Instagram, uh, X as Twitter, Rob Carson Show, and share it with others. Let's make it go viral. This is The Rob Carson Show. Wide web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This, my friends, is our number three of The Rob Carson Show. Uh, today, you'll want to definitely download the podcast because uh, the opening monologue was epic. And I talked about how, you know, feast today, Democrats, because your famine is coming. Uh, you know, everybody's dancing around celebrating uh, what is clearly a political uh, attempted takedown of Donald Trump in New York City, twisting the law to go after a businessman who's uh, who's uh, helped build the New York skyline, who's become iconic in the uh, in the city, was iconic until he declared that he wanted to run for president. And then he became the enemy of, uh, of Democrats and uh, all the glad handing by all the usual suspects. And all of a sudden they turn their uh, their their backs on him. Uh, everybody from Oprah Winfrey to Al Sharpton and go on and on and on. And it's been an unrelenting attack for the last eight years. And uh, and the uh, Trump voters, um, we look at it as an attack on us. And it's, you know, when we see what happened on, uh, you know, the election of 2020, we know that the federal government, the CIA was involved. The CIA created Russia collusion, the hoax. They gave Hillary Clinton a pass, uh, and they uh, and they uh, kept the hoax going. They impeached Donald Trump when he became the president. Almost immediately afterwards, they found out that the hoax was complete, completely bogus. The Mueller report was a forty million dollar boondoggle that showed nothing happened, and and they decided to impeach him again when he left office. For again, nothing. And all of these slings and arrows that Donald Trump suffered, we suffered with him, because we voted for him we turned out like we were supposed to in 2020 and we as we went to bed that night knew that he was going to be the president the next day and they stopped counting the votes and i can go on and on and then from then on for the next year and a half two years every thought that we had that was counter to what was coming out of the administration was declared disinformation or misinformation everything everything and every one of those things has been proven true and I, and I said it would be true. So, you know, feast while you can because the famine is coming. The famine, famine is coming. And when business people wake up in New York City this morning, none of them are celebrating this. They're saying, wow, he was a great customer. We exist to make money. And right now, in this environment, not only with this judgment, but also the regulatory and tax environment, it's really not going to be worth our while to stay here. Right now, New York City is going through a real estate crisis. And it's also getting through a homeless crisis and a illegal alien crisis and the crime crisis. I can go on and on. I remember I went to New York City the very first time about two and a half years ago. I'd never been before. It was uh, during COVID where you had to wear a stupid mask everywhere. They had the most restrictive, I mean, idiotic restrictions. People had to eat outside sidewalk cafes in masks in snowstorms. It was so stupid, and so many people suffered. I'd been back a few times, and the last time I went, I went to Times Square, like I always do, had my uh, slice of uh, Ray's pizza 
Uh, they usually get the, the white pizza, which is awesome. White supremacy, it's because you're white. No, it's just the best damn pizza, man. It's just cheese and garlic and olive oil. Oh, my God, it's so good. And I got another slice, you know, I'm hanging out there, and I'm walking down the street, and I see a guy just turn between a crevice of a building with families walking by and uh, take a piss. And it streams out into the street right in front of me, and I'm like, oh, this is nice. And I smelled, smelled weed everywhere. I was staying at a hotel. They got a doorman at the hotel. A lot of them have doormen, right, to keep the homeless people out, et cetera. And, uh, and, and the, 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 the doorman came out because there was a guy smoking a joint the size of a roll of lifesavers. I don't know how high you need to get, you know. How high do you need to get? When I was in, in a high school or whatever, uh, you just want, there you go, pass it, you know, pass the duchy on the right-hand side, the left-hand side, whatever. And the guy, doorman, comes in and goes, dude, you got to move down the street. You're making my, my customers in here high. <laughs> but uh, feast, feast while you can, because the famine is coming. The famine is already here. Famine is already here, and I want to thank Letitia James for this new poll, national poll, Harris poll. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, 14% of Democrat voters are switching, and he holds a nine-point lead over Biden nationally, which means he's uh, 19 points ahead, and Joe Biden is dead in the water. So feast while you got it. Feast while you got it. Uh, I'm going to just play something. It's kind of a, a non sequitur, I guess. Uh, Jim Gossett, you know, he's my guy. Uh, we collaborate with one another. It's a dream. It's a dream come true because, uh, you know, we wrote for Rush Limbaugh. I used to work with Paul Shanklin for a while. And then, uh, then I started working with Jim Gossett probably a decade ago on, on different projects. Got to know him. And then was given this glorious show thanks to Chris Ruddy of Newsmax. Thank you very much. And they said, well, let's, let's work more with Jim. And I said, okay, because you got the creative juices of me, and you got the writing and, and, and the production and the performance of Jim, and you come up with amazing things. And I was thinking here this morning, I was like, oh, you know, this is before the show, before the show. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know why I was thinking this song, but there's a song from uh, Monty Python, I believe it was The Meaning of Life. And it was about this Catholic family, and, uh, and there's a song called Every Sperm is Sacred. Because uh, Catholic families, you know, we're known for having massive amounts of babies and everything, right? And, and I thought everything. everything. And I, w- I wanted to do something with maybe uh, about racism because Democrats always cry racism at the drop of a hat. You know, everybody's racist. Everybody's racist. And I went, huh. I said, Jim, how about this? Let's do that song from Monty Python, which nobody knows. And it, that's, a, that's cool. Or a lot of people don't know. A lot of people do. But it doesn't matter about the original song. People who know the original song will go, oh, my God, that's the original song. Those who don't will just go, that's a really damn funny song. So I said, why don't we have Al Sharpton sing Everyone is Racist instead of Every Sperm is Sacred. (laughs) And here's what he came up with. I don't know. There are folks in this world like Al Sharpton who make everything about race who get a pass from the media Criticism we never face. <laughs> I have been a race painter. It's made me a lot of dope. <laughs> as well as an Israel hater. I'm just like old Sleepy Joe. That's why I don't have any viewers. That's why my ratings are low. But they know that I'll cry racism If they cancel my TV show Absolutely Because everyone is racist <laughs> Everyone 
waves get quite irate. Yeah, they do. Everyone is racist. Everyone but me. You will hear me say it on MSNBC. Wow, that is uh, that is brilliant. Now, I'll give you a little secret here. I hadn't heard that yet. I hadn't heard that yet. I just saved the file. That's what made the noise. <laughs> I hadn't heard it yet. But but I, I trust Jim so much, I knew it was going to be incredible. And what did he do? I, I'm going to tell you, I'm very proud of the things that I did for Rush Limbaugh. I did hundreds of pieces of comedy for Rush Limbaugh. I just don't think I've ever done better. I, I really don't. I don't. I don't think I've done better. And it's because I'm working with a guy named Jim Gossett, who's a friggin' genius. He's, he's a genius. And, and I hope you appreciate what we do here. Because it's easy to pound a disc. It's easy to have an opinion. I always say when talk radio, I said, everybody's an opinion. Everybody's got to be. Opinions are like bleep holes. Everybody's got one. And the last thing talk radio needs is another bleep hole. <laughs> so, so I'm sure some of you think I am. <laughs> but but I, I try to do a little bit more than, than just have an opinion. I, I try to entertain you as well and maybe even make you feel good about living in this country. Because uh, there are days. There are days. This is pretty uh, interesting. Uh, video taken inside a New York uh, migrant shelter shows five New York police department officers trying to detain a struggling suspect as migrants pelt them with objects and seek to interfere with the arrest. Did you see this? Yeah, it's pretty bad. The incident occurred on uh, Friday, the, on the, the February the 15th, as officers tried to detain a suspect at the Randalls Island migrant shelter. It's a large tent, by the way. It's a large tent with cots. Do you know what each one of those cots is worth to the NGO that runs it? Are you, are you sitting? Because this is your tax money. $20,000 per migrant, per month. Sleeping in a tent. How much are those NGOs putting away? It is so, I mean, you talk about uh, abuses and usurpations. Nothing like this in our history. Have we ever seen anything this bad? This is really bad. It's really, really insulting to everyone in New York and otherwise. Armed suspects targeted a Gucci store in New York City on Monday. Law enforcement is still looking for the alleged robbers. Suspects were identified as two men. One woman who entered the store flashed a firearm, told workers to lie down on the ground while they grabbed the items. Took $51,000 worth of high-end merchandise. Police said the woman pulled up the curb right near the store interest in a black Honda CRV. Once the men inside sped off down 9th Avenue, nearly hitting another person, riding a bike. One shopper told the New York Post, people don't make like a ton of money. They're working at these stores. Now they got to deal with this. They're just trying to make money, do their job. I don't think anyone should have to be afraid to go to work. But Letitia James is focused on the real criminals, Donald Trump paying back his loans with interest. Really is, uh, I mean, it's pretty pathetic. New York City migrant debit cards are costing more, far more than Eric Adams claims. Huh. Propped up by an inexperienced Jersey-based bank that has been looking for something to do since uh, his campaign. Wait till you hear this. New York City's contract, this is from the UK Daily Mail, which does a better job covering American news than the New York Times any day of the week, or the Wall Street Journal. New York City's contract with an inexperienced bank to hand out debit cards to asylum seekers could cost as much as $10,000 per migrant. Democrat Eric Adams has claimed the pilot program would start with 500 families staying at the Roosevelt Hotel Migrant Shelter. Used to just be the Roosevelt Hotel. 
costs $52 million. Supposed to save money by allowing migrants to buy their own food and baby supplies, which say will save about $600,000 per month, 7.2% million annually, which is always a lie. They always lie, and they shoot the figures out there, and they blow up, and and it's bullcrap. But in reality, the contract's contract's fine print leaves the option open for the program to become an open-ended, multi-billion dollar deal, as reported by the New York Post. Continued watching America's Most Wanted Man. Finally, what is that? That's something else. Uh, $53 million, not the total cost. Rather, it's only the fee that Mobility Capital Finance. That just sounds like one of those places that charge you 50% interest because you have a credit rating of 200. (laughs) Will receive for its services, as uh, explicitly stated in the contract, City Hall actually given itself the flexibility to disperse at least $2.5 billion on the prepaid debit cards over a year. You are so getting screwed and they didn't even buy you dinner. Wow. The contract allots up to $10,000 per migrant with no ID check or fraud control, although City Hall has said they will make the migrant sign an affidavit promising only to use the card for food and baby supplies. <laughs> sure they will. They came here illegally. To make matters worth, the city's housing preservation and development also reportedly did not go through the usual competitive bidding process before awarding the job to Mobility Capital Finance. Mocafi is what it is. <laughs> Mocafi. As the Post notes, the contract for the pilot program says, Mocafi was referred to HPD by City Hall. Adams said earlier this month that he met Mocafi's founder, former J.P. Morgan Chase Managing Director Wol. Wolcaxum, Wolcoxum, Wolcoxum, Coxum, yeah. But MoCafi does not have experience running this kind of program. Instead, the company usually focuses on prepaid third-party debit cards and bank accounts, which are marketed to minorities, the ones you buy in convenience stores, <laughs> to call back home to Mexico. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I had some great audio on the other side of this break. Uh, Chip Roy has an update on who's coming across the border. Ted Cruz is going to be talking about that. And you won't believe, you won't believe what's happening to children coming across this border. And the Democrat Party in the deep state, Mitch McConnell, they're all down with it. And this uh, proves that they need to be driven the hell out of power. Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show. The place where DEI goes to D-I-E. It's The Rob Carson Show. I live in Kansas City, and uh, the chief celebration was uh, whizzed on by some thugs. Yeah, I call them thugs. You know, honestly, uh, you can't embrace thug life and thug culture and then claim racism when thug is used to describe uh, people who would shoot innocents at a uh, at a parade. One of the men charged in the uh, Kansas City parade shooting admitted that he randomly attacked a target to fire at during a heated argument while the other gunman was caught on video shooting his gun while falling over, according to court documents. Lindell Mays and Dominic Miller, uh, 23 and, tw- and 18, respectively part of two separate groups uh you know bickering at the kansas city chief super bowl parade um and they have been arrested there were two uh, juveniles that are in custody they won't release the names because they're not uh you know they're not white kids like uh like uh, kyle rittenhouse and it's true there is a race element to this uh, and also the mayor of kansas city is an idiot quentin lucas uh in a series of idiots who run this city and uh, that's why you know i live in uh, olathe kansas yeah olathe it's wonderful it's actually pronounced Olathe. 
And uh, so I really don't have a lot to do with the city anymore because, you know, uh, or, or the company Catholic Kids. Remember uh, Ni- Nicholas Sandman? They, they uh, made him a pariah, man. They tried to destroy his life. He got a big old settlement, never have to work again. Or uh, what was that kid, uh, Holden Armitage? He was the uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan, that nine-year-old who had his face painted black and red. And he turned his face, to the black side showed, and the, the uh, Deadspin Magazine uh, writer called him uh, blackface, and uh, he's in trouble. They had no problem with that. But uh, Lindell Mays uh, apparently is uh, being charged with murder, um, and his mother has started to go fund me for him. And his sister insists he's not a monster. Set up a cash appeal because he was injured. He was among those shot in the uh, the celebration on Valentine's Day and uh, blasted uh, was blasted nine times. Prosecutors say Nat Mays was one of the two men to blame for the horrific bloodbath. Although his sister insists he just hired a protector, even though his social media is full of guns and drugs and you know fanning out the dollar bills and making it rain and all that crap. Yeah, not one dime to your little GoFundMe. Uh, just go fund yourself in prison. As far as I'm concerned, fine as I'm concerned, it's ridiculous. And, and this is, you know, a metaphor for what's happening in inner city America. It's been going on. I've been talking about it for my entire broadcast career about what's going on in inner cities in America. And uh, Democrats have just made it worse. I mean, worse than it can ever imagine. It's, it's, it's nuts, right? It is uh, pretty insane. Pretty insane. Uh, let's see here. Um, House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan has subpoenaed Health and Human Services uh, Secretary uh, Javier Becerra for records on unaccompanied alien children. UACs released into the United States who are behind some of the most heinous criminal acts against Americans. Jordan sent a subpoena to Becerra requesting all information related to various cases of UACs who ultimately victimized American citizens after being resettled with adult sponsors by the HHS. The mismanagement has resulted in unvetted UACs who have been released to by HHS to sponsors in the United States committing heinous crimes against Americans. Since June of 2023, the committee has requested uh, several HHS uh, case files for criminal aliens charged with serious and violent crimes. Most recently, an MS-13 gang member who arrived in the U.S. as a UAC visited uh, via the southern border. October was arrested by immigration and uh, customs agents after being convicted of child sex crimes in Maryland. Uh, HHS, uh, Jordan uh, alleges, has been unable to disclose the total number of UACs that the agency has placed in the custody of a known sex offender or the number of adult sponsors who have been rejected for being a convicted criminal. So not only that, but you're also placing children in homes unvetted, and some of those homes just happen to have pedophiles in them and criminals who traffic those children. And they're not doing anything about the border. And they're not doing anything about the border at all. Neither party. None of it. 85,000 kids released into the U.S. interior have been lost after being sent to live with adult sponsors by HHS. The labor trafficking pipeline has gotten so out of hand, the Department of Labor Inspector General has opened an investigation into the White House handling of the issue from fiscal year 2021 through fiscal 2023. More than 370,000 UACs have been released into the U.S. interior by Becerra's HHS. Many of those kids being trafficked, sex trafficked, forced to do slave labor, and our Congress knows it, and they're doing nothing about it. That's why Mitch McConnell needs to be done. That's why both houses of Congress need to be cleaned out. 
I've got audio on the other side of this break that will make your stomach churn. Stick around for that. This is The Rob Carson Show. We have a border crisis. The American people are panicked and pissed about it. They hear these reports of Chinese nationals coming across the southern border. We know that the president of the United States is compromised. We know that the president of the United States has gotten millions of dollars from the communist Chinese. We know the president of the United States made us energy dependent, so we would enrich China and their green energy nonsense, solar panels and wind turbines and EV batteries. We know that they flew a spy balloon over our country for seven days, and Joe Biden said, cool, just hover over our military installations and take lots of pictures. So something is afoot, and everybody knows it, and everybody's getting prepared for it, and everybody is ready for a fight. Hope it doesn't come to that. And then you've got an open border, and, and some people in Congress uh, don't care. And what's really sickening to me is that 85,000 minimum children have come across the southern border. They're being forced to work, uh, drug mules in factories, uh, and sex trafficked. And sex trafficked. Tara Lee Rodas is an HHS whistleblower, and here's what she said a few months ago in Congress. Today. Children will work overnight shifts at slaughterhouses, factories, restaurants to pay their debts to smugglers and traffickers. Today, children will be sold for sex. Today, children will call a hotline to report they are being abused, neglected, and trafficked. And we don't know if they're going to get the help they need. For nearly a decade, unaccompanied children have been suffering in the shadows. And I have to confess, I knew nothing about their suffering until 2021 when I volunteered to help the Biden administration with the crisis at the southern border. As part of Operation Artemis, I was deployed to the Pomona Fairplex Emergency Intake Site in California to help HHS, Office of Refugee Resettlement, reunite children with sponsors in the United States. I thought I was going to help place children in loving homes. Instead, I discovered that children are being trafficked through a sophisticated network that begins with recruiting in home country, smuggling to the U.S. border, and ends when ORR delivers a child to a sponsor. Some sponsors are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations. Some sponsors view children as commodities and assets to be used for earning income. This is why we are witnessing an explosion of labor trafficking. This is America. I remember New Year's Eve, I was, I was sitting at home and I, uh, we didn't do anything, you know, because, you know, don't really go out to New Year's anymore. You know, I don't need to spend too much money on a, on a mediocre meal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I thought about all the little girls that night who were going to be passed around to men who pay their traffickers a fee. It's unbelievable. This is our country, and our, and our Congress won't do anything about it. It is unbelievable. It's sickening, and, and I want retribution. I want people to go to jail. I want raids on homes. I want children freed, and I want people to be deported or jailed for the rest of their bloody lives. 
13 Republican senators are urging GOP leader Mitch McConnell, who has no soul, to force a formal impeachment trial of Alejandro Mayorkas. Democrats, some pro-establishment GOP senators, are hinting they will ignore the House's indictment and will not conduct Mayorkas' trial in the Senate. The letter says, we call on you to join our efforts to jettison this approach by Democrats to shrink their constant duty, ensure that the Senate conducts a proper trial, and that every senator, Republican and Democrat, adjudicates this matter when the Senate returns. we got a long way to come back from this evil that has been... Uh, that has infected our government in every, every level. The open border policy gives the uh, business alliance of smugglers, drug cartels, labor trafficklers a quasi-legal conveyor belt for getting clients into the United States, getting their clients' wages back to foreign bank accounts. Somebody getting rich in our country. Senator Mitch McConnell's border bill that was uh, part of the uh, giant aid slush fund uh, would have legalized the catch-and-release highway for mall migrants who uh, simply promised to file for asylum. The secret negotiated deal was discarded once the GOP caucus learned about it. McConnell needs to be driven from office. Driven from office. Here is, uh, oh yeah, this is just a little report from the uh, southern border. Who's coming across in Cali? India. India. Where are you from? China. China. Where are you from? India. India. China. China. Georgia. 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 Where are you from? India. India. China. China. Ma'am, where are you from? China. 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 Yeah. China. 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 Yes. China. Yes. China. Georgia. China. 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 Again, so we got a lot of Chinese here once again. We want to show you a piece of video we shot on our drone just a short time ago, a medical event out here. Take a look at this. Border Patrol is waiting to process a group of these migrants. Take a look at the woman in the front. She sways, and then she appears to faint or collapse. There's 452 Chinese nationals right there in that line, by the way. Here is uh, Congressman Chip Roy talking about who's coming to the country. Well, we know, we've known for a long time that this is heavily true. Uh, that we've been getting flooded with people that are not here just for day jobs coming across the border. But what you've got is people who are, uh, they're, they're being, frankly, I think, funded to be able to come here. Yep. We know we saw some uh, great reporting by, I think it's Brett Weinstein, right, who did that reporting, uh, had uh, embedded and went through the Darien Gap and all the way up through Mexico, where you could see there's actually China. They lied to you when they made Kamala Harris the border czar and said it was climate change and she was going to go down to the Northern Triangle and figure out, we're paying for it. Billions of dollars paying for them to come here wholesale. They're paying for it, guys. They're paying for a Trojan horse to destroy our country. These facilities down there near the Darien Gap, just south of that, where they move people through, it's all purposeful. Uh, yep. We've got people now from all over the world that are doing that. That's all happening in real time. This right. is what we've been trying to say for a long time, and now we're seeing the numbers are even worse. Remember when we were debating the border like two decades ago or even seven to ten years ago? Mostly it was people. We don't have to sit here. We don't have to sit here and take this. In Mexico coming across the river, it then became the Northern Triangle in Guatemala and El Salvador, Honduras and down yeah. there. Now it's 75, 80, 85 percent now of these numbers are all from other places in the world, not there. Yeah. Not acceptable. Senator Ted Cruz. Sadly, it is. Look, it's Chuck Schumer, number one, and Chuck Schumer is, is 
is helping drive the train. Listen, we know Joe Biden's not driving the train. So, so it's a combination of left-wing congressional Democrats and I think Barack Obama that are driving the train. And, and Joe, Obama, uh, Joe, Joe Biden Obama. Is, is, ah. is Mr. Magoo just wandering around confused. You, you look at the Senate. Senate Democrats want to do nothing to fix the border. They want to do nothing to, to, to turn the economy around. They want to do nothing to stop the crime we're seeing. And, and i got to tell you, with, with the Bayorkas impeachment, you know what Schumer wants to do? He doesn't even want to have a trial. He doesn't even want to have senators vote on guilty or not guilty. What he's trying to do is, is simply table it, just put it aside. In over 200 years of our nation's history, the Senate has never once tabled articles of impeachment that has never happened every single this is how little regard they have for you and me i'm talking to you too democrats you know it too right yeah of course you do because you got kids and some of you have some common sense it is uh so sickening i just it's not going to end well for those in power i'm just going to tell you i'm down with the people of this country i can feel it we are done. There is no no more room for negotiation. We have suffered abuses and usurpations for so long. We're not here for dialogue. We are not asking you to seal the border. We're telling you. You better get it done. You better get it done. I'm telling you. Dr. Phil. And for a while, I wasn't able to talk about transgender children because it was disinformation. You don't want to talk about that because, you know, it's uh, transphobic to say that you shouldn't take a little boy and cut his penis off before puberty. Joseph Mengele is laughing up from hell. He's like, man, I had to do this stuff under wraps, man. I didn't know they'd actually have people in schools helping me out. Joe Rogan was on talking to, uh, I should say, Dr. Phil was on talking to Joe Rogan, who uh, I'm really respecting Joe Rogan. I really am. He's a hell of an interviewer. And uh, I'm just so glad that he is the, has the reach he has. Um, don't agree with him politically on a lot of stuff, but I do agree with him on common sense. And here's what Dr. Phil had to say about this evil. It is evil being perpetrated against our children. It's interesting they choose words like, uh, gender-affirming care. You know, that's, that's interesting that they call it that, but really what they're talking about is hormonal therapy or sex reassignment surgery on children. And in fair... When, you're, when your kid grows up, maybe when they're 25, they'll be nothing more than a walking, sterile, mutilated eunuch. 80% of the kids, after they've done this, when they've gone through puberty, regret their decision. But by then, it'll be too late. The American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Endocrine Society, or whatever the exact name of that is, all of the major medical associations have signed off on this, Joe. They've signed off on it. And I have never seen those orders. They also were bought and paid for by a Big Pharma during covid there was that too. Organization sign off on anything with less information as to whether or not it does long-term harm of anything in my life. And when I when I ask about that, when I bring that up, then they immediately label you as transphobic. You know what COVID taught me? Everybody has a price. Everybody has a price. Even people you trust in medicine have a price. And you give them enough money, 
they'll put COVID death on a death certificate so their hospital or their county gets more money. Or they'll have somebody come in with a broken ankle and they'll give them a positive COVID test, treat them for COVID, rake in the money. Everybody's got a price. And I, I thought that the deal was first do no harm. And all of the European countries, <laughs> you know, Sweden, Norway, they, they've all stopped doing it because they say, we, we cannot say in good conscience that this does no harm. Because it does harm. If 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 you look at the long term consequences, if someone changes their mind at ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old, uh, they can't decide which pajamas they want to wear at night. And their reason for doing it is it stops this drive for suicide. That there's a suicide epidemic. Yeah, it's it's funny because they called uh, uh, gender uh, dysphoria is what they used to call the uh, medical. Uh, illness. You, you pretend like you know you think you're another sex. You can't change sex, right? And it used to be a punchline. And um, and and now what they say is that uh, you know your kid will come to you and say, I, I either change my gender or I'm going to kill myself. Uh, last thing I knew, uh, when you're suicidal, that's a mental illness. So telling your parents you're going to kill yourself, uh, that's when you say instead of saying, Hey, let's cut your breasts off, little girl. Uh, let's have you committed. Let's let's get some help for you because honestly, this is insane. Here's a little bit more from Dr. Phil and and everybody having a price, including teachers and counselors. This is a wild thing, man. It's well, it's it's. I've never seen anything like it. But America's not far behind that because no. I've, I've talked to a lot of teachers, and they're telling me that they have a duty to the children that if the child is not ready to talk to their parents about this, that it's okay for them to keep a secret from the child. Now, let me tell you what my problems with this are and see what you think. Um, first off, if this is either a psychological phenomenon or a medical phenomenon, and the teachers are not trained in either psychology or medicine. Yep. They're not any more trained to deal with that than they are to take out the kid's spleen in the homeroom. So if that's true, if it's a psychological thing, if it's, if it's gender dysphoria, or it's a, it's a medical uh, issue, then you need someone trained in child psychology, psychiatry, or medicine. And the teacher's not trained in any of those three things. Like I say, they're not any more trained in that than they are to take out the child's spleen. So how are they qualified to deal with that? Secondly, it's teaching the child to keep a secret from ah, their parents. It's teaching deception. Yeah. And interfering between... And uh, very Stalin-esque. There's going to be a great uh, reckoning... Uh, for those who've done this, and this includes parents. Sorry, it does. It includes parents who went along with this. Uh, you know, uh, teachers, uh, counselors, principals, uh, uh, you know, endocrinologists, doctors, surgeons. There's going to be a great, um, a great reckoning coming. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm flabbergasted what has happened. You know, I'm flabbergasted what has happened in our country, but it's going to be a long road back, but we are going to come back. We are going to come back. Let's take a break, and I will come back. Okay, kind of a ham-headed segue. Stick around. Be right back. I like to listen to uh, this when I work out. A little old school. Hip-hop. So... Every uh, the last couple of years, um, you know, I've I've had uh, uh, I was raised Catholic and um, and I have a deep and resounding faith in uh, God and uh, and I believe in uh, Jesus Christ and um, 
and I, and I, I, I believe we can all come together in faith because I believe the universe was created by an intelligence we can't begin to explain. It should be fairly easy to figure out because intelligent design, there's a reason why two hydrogen atoms, one oxygen always is water. It's the same way 15 billion light years away. It's still water. And, uh, and so at night, lately, I've been, about 10 o'clock when I go to bed, I've been praying every night. And, and, and you know, that prayer app's gone off and, and people are, I mean, really, there's a spiritual awakening happening in the country, I hope. And I, I'm, not, I'm just saying, just remember, I, I'm praying every night at 10 o'clock, maybe you will too. Central Standard Time, 11 o'clock Eastern. Maybe if you're, if you're awake, just think that. Maybe and so we'll know we're all thinking about each other. How about that? I don't care if you're Jewish. I don't care whatever. But I just think it's important. And, and we're going to win because we are in a battle of good and evil. Uh, New York's iconic St. Patrick's Cathedral has claimed it was duped into holding a scandalous funeral of a transgender activist who also happened to be a, uh, uh, a uh, uh, atheist. So the Catholic Cathedral calls itself America's uh, parish church. I go there when I'm in New York. Has been ordered to hold a mass of uh, reparation, and hundreds of scantily clad performers danced in the aisles. And former sex worker Cecilia Gentili's funeral was there. Raymond Arroyo, uh, Arroyo is a, a Catholic, and I usually don't listen to Arroyo. He covers pop culture nonsense, whatever. But he did have some powerful things to say about this. For Catholics, this is a catastrophe. And how this happened at St. Patrick's Cathedral, we have to figure out who vetted this person. Okay, we know from the organizers they lied. They kept the fact that this was a trans activist and an atheist under wraps. Look, not everybody can get married at St. Patrick's or get a funeral at St. Patrick's. There are requirements. Canon law actually forbids someone who is, I quote, her eulogy uh, included, they, they entitled her the mother of all whores. A manifest sinner who will create public scandal through a funeral. That's forbidden under canon law. So it's not come as you are. This is not a Broadway theater. This is not a club. This is a house of worship. You must come on the terms of the church. But we know Joseph Swilling, the spokesman for the Archdiocese, the New York Times says he was told Wednesday, the night before this, that this was a trans activist and who might be coming. That's a violation of church teaching and what the church holds dear. Everybody can come and, and repent and be a part of God's kingdom, but you can't come here and stage a protest like this. It was a sacrilege. To Absolutely 100%. 100%. I was just, uh, uh, St. Cecilia was, uh, was brought up, and I didn't realize that St. Cecilia uh, unites her prayers with the Blessed Mothers uh, for those who have given their lives to share their gift of music with others. Uh, Foo Fighters have a song called St. Cecilia. And, and now I get it. I understand why that song is so powerful. It's a relatively new song. Look it up. Foo Fighters, St. Cecilia. Uh, you, you don't come back until you've hit rock bottom, and I would consider this rock bottom. So 10 o'clock tonight, okay? Central Standard. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. Check out the podcast. This was an epic one. And also the video for the Trucker Strike theme song is up on my social media at Rob Carson Show, Instagram, and Twitter. God bless you guys. God bless Israel and America. Till tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. See ya.